This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Hi, this is Dawn Lynn. You're listening to TV Confidential. Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen are back with us as we continue our look at this week in TV history. All right, so we have November 2nd, 1992, and that was a sad day for entertainment all around. That was the day that Hal Roach died, Little Rascals. Little Rascals, Laurel and Hardy, Harold Lloyd. But I think, you know, all of us, especially uh, from our generation, I think uh, the Little Rascals are the ones that we always associate with him. It's amazing. He died at 100 years old. I mean, shortly before uh, his passing, he did appear on the Oscars. Uh, I think one of the best moments of that night mm-hmm. where Billy Crystal pointed him out at the audience. He stood up to speak, and he wasn't mic'd. Yes, I remember that. Oh, God, I yes. remember, and Billy Crystal said, well, I guess it's appropriate since he started in, in silent silence, films yes. and yes. just steals it. But it was one of those moments. Why are you going to pause the broadcast to point him out if and you if, could if yeah. not, or at least have someone in the aisle with a mic that you yeah. can hand to him yes yeah because you know you don't just you know here here's at the point at that particular point in time there probably wasn't anybody in that audience that wasn't influenced by his work you know he was not a, a product of a bygone era and Strangely enough, I think more people were probably influenced by his work thanks to television yeah. than the original medium that it came from. Yeah. The R Gang comedies, or the Little Rascals as they were later referred to in, in, in syndication, were the ones that uh, that all of us grew up watching. Yeah, they reran forever. Yeah, they were uh, they were uh, on uh, the King Brothers, who later uh, found this young talk show host named Oprah. Yes, and 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 helped her out. I hope she did well afterwards. That the network's doing a lot better. These yeah, days. <laughs> that's for sure. But yeah, they basically they that's what got the King Brothers started. Was basically they got the uh, the old As in King World, King World, yeah. yes, King World Productions. That's what they they were operating out of their garage from uh, Hollywood legend, and uh, they were syndicating uh, the Little Rascals. A lot of big companies started off in their garage. Yes, so uh, or yeah, their bedroom. Or yeah, <laughs> well. But uh, anyway, so that's that's what got it started, and those uh, those characters have been around. I mean, a lot of people don't realize because the, unfortunately the films didn't survive. But you know, they existed in the silent era. Mm-hmm. It was there was a lot of history before Spanky and Alfalfa showed up. I think those are the iconic Spanky, Alfalfa, uh, Buckwheat, Darla, uh, and then later on uh, Robert Blake uh, when he was still Mickey, Mickey. Gubatoshi. That's, right. that's which is his real name, that's Michael right. Gubatoshi. But, uh, yeah, Jackie Cooper was uh, part of that uh, earlier on. That's right. And uh, and there were uh, some of the silent characters that actually did grow up and, and, and do some other work. Sadly, I think by the time that Hal Roach died, I think he had outlived most of the rascals. Yes. It's a shame. And, it, you know, you, when, you, when you break it down, I mean, it is rather sad uh, that, you know, a lot of these guys did not do well as adult actors. Uh, Alfalfa did appear in It's a Wonderful Life. Right, right. He played the one who did the, he, he, he pushed uh, he pushed the button that split the uh, floor. Yeah, that split the damp floor, opened up the pool. That was him. Carl Switzer. Carl Switzer. And, uh, but other th- he did a couple other, there were a couple other uh, things that he worked with some other little rascals. They were kind of like a, a version of the Bowery Boys. Mm-hmm. Spanky later on went on to do other stuff and was successful and then became a TV show host and, 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 and ran the the Little Rascals, and Spanky, to his credit, and I wish more people would acknowledge him for this, 
he also, uh, his own time, his own money, fought on behalf of the other little rascals, many who were not doing well, mm-hmm. to get some money for them. Yeah. Because when uh, the shows were syndicated on television, or the shorts were syndicated on television, you know, there were T-shirts, lunch boxes, all this stuff going out there, and these guys did not see any of it. And uh, so that was that was a huge thing, and he spent a lot of his time trying to get money. Please tell me he was successful. I don't think he was. I don't oh. think that they got anything. And um, I think this is an interesting coincidence. Uh, you know, the Three Stooges had similar problems when mm-hmm. uh, they did their shorts for Columbia, which is their, you know, and then Screen Gems, which was the television arm of mm-hmm. Columbia, ran these things. So they, they got paid for the initial work, and then when it was re-showing on television, they didn't get a piece of that action. Which is the case with a lot of actors mm-hmm. yeah. you know, from the 50s and 60s who did who, who got paid to do the uh, you know, the original thir- 13 or 26, or whatever, and then they would be paid for maybe five or six reruns. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the standard contract through the 60s. And that was it. That was it. And there are people who say, so what? And there, there are people saying, well, nobody knew that we would be watching these things. In some cases... Nobody knew that these shows from the 50s and 60s would be populating and be the mainstay f- of content for X number of cable channels yes. You know, 30 yes. years later. Or, or who knew that you would have a videotape, DVD, Blu-ray, mm-hmm. all this stuff coming on, that people would have an interest in what you did at that time because they were only you know living for today survivor 46 is here and so is on fire the only official survivor podcast and we have a twist this season the winner of survivor 45 d Vyadaris, will be joining us every week we're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments the how and the why things happen and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me a survivor winner Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. But at the mm-hmm. same time, as, as as television continued to catch on, so this is it's as funny as that sounds. I mean, uh, and you would have uh, a better idea of the different type of forms. I mean, you that, that would be reflected in later contracts negotiated in the seventies and eighties. But still, I mean, in the seventies, you didn't anticipate DVDs or things like that. No, and and it's it's one of these ongoing things, but. The Stooges were able to, and and I think there's an, another interesting connection I'll get to. Uh, the Stooges, when these shows were being syndicated, uh, I mean these shorts were being syndicated. Usually, you know, uh, across America, you would have in the afternoon when kids came home from school, you know, Uncle This or Captain This or you know, locally it was Sheriff John Sheriff in L.A. John who just passed who away. Just passed away. And you would have these local hosts, you know, they might have a, a Bugs Bunny, a Popeye, and maybe a Three Stooges or a Little Rascals short. The Stooges were becoming popular to a new generation because they were being shown on TV, and they started making the public appearances, which was very lucrative for them. So they, were, they weren't making money off of the shorts, but they were going across the country and doing personal appearances at big, big uh, venues in cities across America. So big did they become that they were able to make that their own business where they did have control. And they did use at that time. It, it, it underwent a couple of names, and there's been a few uh, legal uh, problems between the heirs. Uh, ironically, Bella Lugosi Jr. was one of the attorneys who was working on it. I know, make up your own joke. But that allowed them to make money, merchandise themselves, 
And also uh, Hollywood came calling, and uh, they did features mm-hmm. after that. So uh, things did turn around you know, in, in towards the end. Unfortunately, that did not happen uh, for the Little Rascals. Uh, also, uh, there is a Little Rascals feature project in the works, probably based on uh, you know the, the Three Stooges project that was released earlier. I hope earlier. it's better than the one that was done 15 years ago. Uh, that seems to be the consensus. The Little Rascals are also a product of their time. Yeah. I would say the Stooges, you might say that they're timeless to one extent. Even, you know, the slapstick comedy is, you know, of a of certain comedic era, but you could still, you know, put those characters in a, a multitude of, of settings. When they made those shorts, it's like uh, Columbia has a set that's a courtroom. Well, then write something for the Street Stooges in the courtroom before we tear down the courtroom set. Right. That's how they would operate. But the Little Rascals were really a product of a time period, and that was, you know, the Depression era in the United States. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, certainly dictated their wardrobe and, and, and what these kids were doing to keep themselves entertained. And then as time went on, uh, World War II came in, and they were very much part of the war effort. Mm-hmm. Also, by the time World War II came in, uh, Hal Roach sold them to MGM, and MGM did certainly, uh, let's say, uh, had a different interpretation of who these kids are. So they weren't the young mischief makers, you know, that are just kids being kids. They, you know, I think there was a little bit more, uh, they were a little bit more cleaned up, a little yes. bit more uh, patriotic, a little bit more, you know, ideal American kids. And a lot less funny. And a lot <laughs> less funny, yeah. Uh, that was, that was uh, the... The older uh, they, the, the, I mean, it's, I hate to say this, but the older they got, the less cute they were. Yeah. And the, the cuteness was, was, was so much of the appeal. Yeah. It was part of the charm. And, yeah. and Spanky and Darla probably had one of the longer runs. I mean, uh, they were both uh, involved for 10 years from like 2 to 12. Yeah. Uh, other kids, you know, hit the growth spurt and they were gone in, in a much faster time. Uh, but, you know, Spanky went from the cute two-year-old who could say a couple of words and would just steal every scene he was in mm-hmm. to, you know, being the leader of, of the gang. Right. And uh, and not that he was, he, he, he was not a bad leader, but he was just... Yeah, he also was not a tall kid, you know, so he, 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 he stayed short, right. so that, that helped his longevity. Yeah. It's like when Beaver grew up, he was just not as funny at the end of Leave it to Beaver as he was yeah. at the beginning. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, like anything, it's uh, these these kids, their circumstances changed. Yes. And, and uh, you know, we, we could have this conversation about so many things when, when, when this, you know, it's either either the kids get old or uh, the depression's over. You know, now we're at war, so the circumstances are going to change and they're going to have different focuses and different agendas. Uh, they did cycle through a lot of those kids, though, to kind of keep things fresh. And, and some of the stories are, are memorable. And uh, they did stuff that they were able to do at that particular time period, and uh, they were a very important part of uh, who we are and, and, and what we're about. And it was just something that we truly enjoyed. They were also a product of a time where we did have local TV hosts. Maybe it could have been the newsman or the uh, the weather guy or something. Or all like of the above. Or all the, the above, of the depending on the market, yeah. where they would put them in a sailor suit or uh, a sheriff's hat, and this was, you know, like I said, whatever, captain whatever, sheriff yeah. whatever, 
and they would be the host of the you know the afternoon carnival cavalcade. Yeah, and they would be uh, you know showing these. They would probably say, oh, and this weekend at such and such mall, this is going to happen. Uh, these people are going to appear. Or they would do local commercials for local stores. Mm-hmm. Oh, and kids, you know, this Saturday at so-and-so's toy store, yeah. they're going to sell this. Eventually, you know, there were groups like Action Against Children's Television that, you know, wanted to put the kibosh on that. And it was, you know, eventually there were syndicated shows that they could put in those places. Yeah. So that kind of eliminated the... But again, know, that goes that. back to the charm of early television. Yeah. And, uh, you know... And sometimes Spanky would show up in the studio. He would be doing a tour and he would be visiting the local stations that showed the Little Rascals or the Stooges would show up and visit the station. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Become an advertiser or underwriter of TV Confidential and let our brand help promote your brand. To find out more, go to televisionconfidential.com slash advertise. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. At Roberts, with a few minutes, enough time to tell you that our friends at Shell Factory are paying homage to rock and roll legend Chuck Berry with a collector's edition DVD and Blu-ray release of Chuck Berry, Hell, Hell, Rock and Roll. Chuck Berry, Hell, Hell, Rock and Roll, the 1987 film directed by Taylor Hackford that is also the latest release from Shout Select. One night in 1986, Keith Richards invited Eric Clapton, Robert Cray, Linda Ronstadt, Etta James, and a host of other music legends for a special evening of music to commemorate Chuck Berry's 60th birthday. Taylor Hackford captured that evening on film and released it in 1987 as Chuck Berry, Hell, Hell, Rock and Roll. In addition to the film itself, the collector's edition release of Chuck Berry, Hell, Hell, Rock and Roll includes 54 minutes of rehearsal footage, the reluctant movie star, a behind-the-scenes making-of documentary, Chuckisms, a collection of classic Chuck Berry remarks, the burnt scrapbook, Chuck Berry reminiscing over his musical memories with the band's Robbie Robertson, an introduction by director Taylor Hackford, and a whole lot more. The Shout Select series from Shout Factory shines a light on films that definitely deserve a spot in your personal collection. Chuck Berry, Hail Hail Rock and Roll, Collector's Edition, now available on Blu-ray and on DVD through our friends at Shout Factory. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 
be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.